Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. It's, um, <laughs> you know, the Daily Yeast, the Daily Yeast, the most embarrassing, humiliating blog site out there that constantly kisses the asses of the left, parrots a bunch of goofy, dis- debunked, discredited left-wing narratives. I had to sue these idiots for telling a fairy tale about my departure from a prior media outlet I was with. Um, These buffoons just don't get it. Yesterday, they were complaining. Get a load of this. They were complaining after the, the, for for a year, Kyle Rittenhouse completely defamed by leftist outlets everywhere. The Daily Yeast was complaining that in the Waukesha incident with the vehicle, that Andy No and others had done some reporting and shown that the guy who was uh, alleged to be driving the vehicle had some very questionable posts about BLM and others. They didn't like assigning motive to that guy, but it was A-OK to indict Kyle Rittenhouse without any of the facts. A-OK. Perfectly OK. The yeast. I got more of that coming up. Sorry, starting a little hot today because I'm in a, I'm in a mood today. So get ready. The Rittenhouse interview last night on Tucker. I've got all the highlights of that. Very, very composed young man. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got the highlights of the Rittenhouse interview, as I just said. It's been a bad week for the media. It's getting worse. Unlike uh, he's a left-wing journalistic garbage crap BS outlets, I report to you the facts. I give you both sides of an issue and let you determine it yourself if the facts are uncertain. That way we can get some reporting out there and you can see the full scope of the reporting and make your own decisions. Yesterday, I don't know if you remember, we gave you a, a CNN story. They were reporting, oh, the, uh, the alleged perpetrator in Waukesha was fleeing a knife fight. I warned you. What did I say to you yesterday? Keep in mind, this is CNN reporting it. I'm throwing it out there so you hear it. We'll discredit that again today, too. No shocker there. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Armacost, let's go. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You know, some days I just mess with you. (laughs) Moving on. So (laughs) Rittenhouse, did you see, um, I know you go to sleep early. You're probably still on the circadian rhythms from your many, many decades in early morning talk radio. But did you see Tucker's interview? I saw some yesterday of it. Rittenhouse by any chance? I didn't yeah, I saw some of it. You saw some of it. It was pretty composed young man, I, that's right? That's what I was going to say, I man. Mean, he, was, he did great. I mean, he's real right. easy to talk to, good answers, thoughtful. He's not even 21. Yeah. The kid, I mean, think about it. He was more eloquent, articulate, and composed in his interview on the largest cable news program anywhere in cable news, the Tucker Carlson show, he was more composed than 30, 40, and 50-year-old MSNBC anchors who supposedly spent years doing this, who are deranged, lunatics. What's the premise of crazy fires across state lines, short-barreled rifle. An amazing, amazing job done by him last night, dispelling a lot of the myths. And he brought something up. 
You know, he, he handled himself in a dignified, moral, and ethical way. He's like, listen, there are no winners here, folks, okay? There are people who are dead. There's not like a win-lose situation. He explained, well, he was put in an awful situation he did not want to be in. He was not put in that situation himself. He was there to defend property. People attacked him and chased him. And he explained rightly why there was no right or wrong. There was just less wrong. He's not saying, hey, this is great. You know, two people are dead. Whoa, how wonderful. He didn't say any of that. He's like, given a situation of this or that, there's only one thing to do. And that's to make sure you defend your own life. He didn't want anybody to die. And I thought he explained that quite well. And listen, I, again, that's me doing my best attempt. We're all emotional about this. To be seriously, candidly objective about it. If I thought the kid was some crazy lunatic, I would tell you my credibility matters. He came off incredibly. Here are the highlights of this. I mean, again, how composed this young man was. First, Kyle with Tucker last night in this just incredible interview. Here's him talking about how what we have been discussing for a long time now. This is a media story. No, the story about Kyle is a media story. This was never a case. Kyle is Rittenhouse is clearly annoyed that the media fabricated an entire fairy tale about what happened this event. Factually incorrect information. Cross state lines with a short barreled rifle, false, all this other nonsense. Shot uh, black men, false, white supremacists, totally false, made up. Kyle's understandably angry. Here's Kyle taking on the, the left-wing media bias machine and doing a good job remaining composed. I don't think I would have done it the same way. Why do you think, and it's not simply Biden who said that, it's a lot of people on television have said that, a lot, dozens of people have said that. I'm it, sorry to tell you in case you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's actually quite hysterical how nobody can go back and look at the facts of the case. He crossed state lines, false. He's a white supremacist, false. None of that is true. And the lies that they can just get away with spreading is just sickening. And it's a disgrace to this, to this country. I couldn't agree more. All right. So there you go. Can you understand his anger? And believe me, he, like as I said, you saw it yourself. You don't need to believe me. You can see it with your own eyes. He was extremely composed. I don't have the temper for that. I would have lost it on these idiots. Accusing me of being a white supremacist. Believe me, I've been accused of that crap too. I just said believe me twice. Uh, Rittenhouse is now experiencing it for the first time. This is what they do. They know that the worst thing you can call someone is a racist. So they do it, knowing it's false, knowing it's defamatory. But they know lawsuits take forever, so they just don't care. Well, we'll see if they care about the lawsuits. I'm going to get to more in the media, Kyle, on the media in a minute. I want to get through a couple of things. I do have a lot to get to today outside of just this story as well, including some stunning video, by the way. I should have teased this in the beginning. Out of Delaware County, Pennsylvania, about the election. Have you seen this? Stay tuned. Believe me, I'm not unnecessary. That's three. Believe me. Stop saying believe me. It's annoying. This, uh, this, I'm not unnecessarily teasing this thing. It is really amazing. Verbal ticks sometimes. They're weird. You see a lot of this in the uh, content production business. Here is Kyle on another topic. Uh, can I just bring this up in advance? If, if I'm asking as if you're going to answer me, but 
This is Kyle on Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood is, a, is an attorney who has injected himself many times into a number of national stories. Folks, uh, let me be careful with this for the right reasons. I warned you about Lynn Wood a long time ago, and I was uh, attacked pretty good on direct messages and emails. You don't know what you're talking about. Joe, you know me a long time now, long time, been like 10 years, over 10 years, I think now, but uh, yeah. seriously, yeah. If, have you ever known me to go after someone if we didn't have hard data that something was awry, like just because it was like a matter of peak and I was just off on a Monday or something? Have you ever known me to do no, that? No, and in fact, seriously, I've always thought you, that's one of your good not, points. Yeah, we don't do it just for fun. Yeah, I, I think so. I try, like, you know, sell praise things, but I, there are a lot of people in the conservative movement who really bother the hell out of me. Some who've personally gone after me <laughs> and tried to ruin me because of reasons that are just personal, nothing to do with professional stuff. A lot of it's just envy. And I don't reciprocate on many of them. Matter of fact, some of them, one of them I think is a total a-hole. Um, he writes good pieces that I think add to the conservative cause in the long run, so I don't attack him. I promise you, I warned you about Lynn Wood early on. I warned you early on about Lynn Wood because I knew I had from multiple sources that this guy was not doing the right thing. Let's just leave it at that because I don't want to make this personal. And I'm telling you, I was attacked by multiple people. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. My buddy told me that his buddy told him that his buddy told them that Lynn's fighting for the cause. Listen to Kyle Rittenhouse on Lynn Wood and his attorneys. Um, and I just want to add this, not to belabor this point. I'm beating it up a little too much already, but it's important. There's one thing I've said to you repeatedly. If you listen to my podcast and radio show, you can't deny it. It's on, it's on tape, as they used to say. Any legitimate host in this conservative uh, content space, legitimate host, will tell you, challenge me. I have said to you, challenge me often. Because every host should be able to back up his data, back up his facts, and they should want to be challenged because it'll only increase their credibility. Anybody, anybody calling out me and expecting me to have blind faith in another who doesn't want to be challenged, a guy like Lynn Wood, anyone who's calling out me for calling them out while they want blind faith in themselves, that's cult. That's a cult-like behavior. That's not facts and data. And I'm not going to stop. There are others like it, too. Here's Kyle Rittenhouse on Lynn Wood. And this is just not good. Check this out. September, September 5th, I want to say they had over a million dollars and bail was set and able to be posted in September. So they could have had me sign the waiver for extradition and had me back in Wisconsin and I could have been bailed out by mid-September. But they wanted to keep me in jail until November 20th. What was that like? It was it was scary in jail. Like you had to watch over yourself and not a lot of people liked me in jail. All right. As I said, there's no need to pile on here. But anyone in this conservative movement or who inserts themselves into it, who is asking for blind faith. Oh, trust me. I don't have to produce the facts and the data. You just trust me. I trust one I trust Jesus Christ. I trust God. I don't trust anyone. I want to see the data. My mom tells me something. I want to see the data. 
I'm not kidding. I warned you about some of these people. I will never steer you wrong. I promise. If you stop listening, you stop listening. I will not steer you wrong. I don't need the money. I don't need any of this. I need conservatism, liberty, and freedom to to win out in the day. And I need you in the end, even if you don't like me, after 10 years of listening to say, you know what? I may not have liked the dude, but gosh, he was right. All right, moving on. Here's Mr. Rittenhouse on Joe Biden, who is in a world of trouble, folks. Mark Levin, the great one, has earned that name. He was on Sean Hannity last night, and he brought up a great point. It was an extended appearance, but it was a good one. Joe Biden, because he is president, is not immune to prosecution for activities he committed before he was president. Ask Bill Clinton. Remember the whole Paula Jones thing, as the great one brought up last night? You're not absolved of every single potential criminal act you committed your entire life because you're elected president. That's not the way this works. Joe Biden engaged in this uh, defamation against Kyle Rittenhouse's character before he was in office. Kyle Rittenhouse knows that. Joe Biden implied Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. Kyle Rittenhouse uses very deliberate language. Joe, did you catch it? Very deliberate language here when Tucker Carlson asks him about, hey, Kyle, you caught it, right? How are you feeling about Joe Biden implying you're a white supremacist? Trust me, folks. This is not an accident, the use of the term actual malice. Check this out. What did you make of the president of the United States calling you a white supremacist? Mr. President, if I could say one thing to you, I would urge you to go back and watch the trial and understand the facts before you make a statement. That's not a small thing to be called that. No, it's it's actual malice defaming my character for him to say something like that. What, I mean, why do you think, and it's not simply Biden who said that. There it is. There it is. Actual malice. You think he used that by accident? This young man, actual malice is a legal term. It is a legal term in the courts used to prove defamation. In other words, that there wasn't just a reckless disregard for the truth in Joe Biden calling him a white supremacist. It was done with actual malice to hurt and wound Rittenhouse and and damage him in the public eye, even though they knew it was false. You think Rittenhouse is using that term, that legal-based term, by accident because he had nothing else to say? Oh, I can't think of any. Let me just throw the term actual malice in there. Nope, nope. I would expect, listen, I'm not in the predictions game here, but I would expect, based on that appearance last night, that if I were a betting man, it's a pretty darn good bet that Kyle Rittenhouse may be preparing a massive defamation suit. And Joe Biden may not be the only one. There may be others. Let me get to another one here. You know, as um, someone who worked as a GS-18, uh, GS-1811 federal agent myself, I'm very proud of that. I swore to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States, and I meant it. It wasn't a joke to me. It wasn't some oath I took because it was perfunctory. No, no, no. No, that's not the way it worked. Not for me. And not for the people in my special agent training class either. There were some great people in there. People I still to this day talk to. It's a real shame what's happened to our FBI. Roping themselves into a massive spying scandal on Donald Trump based on a pee-pee hoax. 
targeting parents at school board meetings with a terror tag and pretending it didn't happen. You know, scrapping the Hunter Biden investigation and, uh, you know, because of political reasons. I shouldn't say scrapping it, but not prioritizing this, this before the election. So now we've got a president office with a son knee deep in, in, in foreign entanglements and, you know, cash outs for the big guy. Uh, allegations floating around in various media reports. The FBI's politicized itself. It's disgraced itself. I wish I didn't have to say that. And the saddest part about the whole thing is now trust is completely evaporated to the point where even Mr. Rittenhouse, when asked about, hey, you know, you think you're going to be like, okay, safe in the long run, he doesn't even trust our own taxpayer-funded Federal Bureau of Investigation to be on the side of justice here. This is really sad to hear. Check this out. Do you, do you feel the threats? I, I do. I, I see some of the threats. Some of the things people say, it's absolutely sickening. Has, do, are you confident that the government will protect you from these threats? Because that's, of course, the government's job. I hope so, but we all know how the FBI works. So I'll say to the people at the FBI who chose to take the FBI down a political course and off a justice one, Good luck with your new leftist allies. I hope they're there for you in the long. You know how, I mean, you know how, Joe, you know how pro-law enforcement the left has always been, right? You know, they, they just love the cops. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with your new buddies. I hope that tag team works out okay for you. Sad. It's really sad. I really wanted to be an FBI agent growing up. I really did. The only thing that changed my mind was a very compelling interview with a Secret Service recruiter who really wrote me in. This guy, Ed, he was fantastic. I really wanted to be an FBI agent. Sad. All right, I'm going to get to my second sponsor, and I got more coming. I got one more highlight from this interview. Uh, it was a great interview, just wide-ranging. And again, the composure of this young man was just incredible. He just eviscerated the media and now contrast him with the deranged lunatic response from Joy Reid, Tiffany Cross, the Brian Stelters of the world and others who Chris Cuomo, who just maligned this kid forever. And you're like, <clears throat> these are seven figure paid professionals. This young man isn't even 20 years old and he's making them look like idiots. More on that coming up next. And Tiffany Cross from MSNBC. I really hope she's got a very good lawyer. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, let me get to the last cut from this terrific interview with Kyle Rittenhouse last night done by Tucker Carlson. This is Kyle uh, readdressing the media defamation claims again uh, using very specific terminology, which leads me to believe 
He is seriously considering considering legal recourse to go after these people who, in my mind, unquestionably defamed him. They fabricated a bunch of stories to destroy this kid's life, and they are going to lose, and I think lose big. Get your checkbooks out, especially the crew at MSNBC, who were the defamation gold medal champions in the defamation Olympics. Here's Kyle on media defamation again. Check this out. Um, And they would like to see you... You know, help make this better by holding some of these liars to account. Do you, do you plan to do that? I have really good lawyers who are taking care of that right now. Um, so I'm hoping one day there will be some, there will be accountability for their actions that they did. There you go, folks. Um, don't take my word for it. That's Kyle himself, I believe. And as I said yesterday, I don't like repeating content, but I just want to repeat this again today because it really matters. The new rules are in effect, folks. There's nothing I would like more than for Kyle to, as he said, you know, in his interview last night, live a stress-free life. But that's not the way life works. These people who went after us and went after him are trying to dismantle and pull the thread of the constitutional republic to destroy it. I'm not going to let them destroy it. There's nowhere else to go. I have my kids here. My grandfather fought for this place. My uncle died for this place in Vietnam. And this place matters. You know, when I ran for office, I would go to events in Maryland with black and white and Asian folks. And you know what? When the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem was played, everybody stood there with their hand over their hearts. I'm not giving up. There's nowhere else to go. This isn't time anymore for stress-free stuff. I'm really sorry. And I think Mr. Rittenhouse totally understands that. This is a fight for the future of the country. We cannot let the media, because they are the primary destroyers of this country right now, is the media. We can't let them do it. The new rules are in effect and the old rules are done. People have to pay legally and electorally for their behavior. New rules. We win, you lose. Stress-free isn't an option anymore. I wish it were. Time to go. Find the proverbial fire and insert yourself in it, not run away from it. We were born for the fire here, man. Every generation has its fight. This is ours. It's a real one. All right, moving on. It's been a bad week for the media and it's getting worse. So because we do responsible reporting on this show, We don't do left-wing hack Pravda journalism, which is all garbage, as you've now seen repeatedly. You know, Stephen Hatfield, Juicy Smollier, Duke, uh, UVA, you know, the Duke lacrosse story. Uh, uh, I mean, the list just goes, uh, you know, the the Spygate, the Russia hoax, the PP tape, Hunter Biden, you get it. The the list goes on and on and on. The media has disgraced itself. They're disgusting. They're not worth your time. They're not worth 10 seconds of your time. They're embarrassing hacks like the Daily Yeast. We shouldn't jump to conclusions, but Andy knows reporting that Daryl Brooks had some questionable social media posts. Yeah, maybe if you were doing reporting on some of those social media posts, we wouldn't be in the, uh, in the situation where we're now. They're not interested in reporting. They're interested in all of these outlets. They're interested in attacking conservatives. That's it. Disregard these idiots. I don't regret suing them for one second of my life. Everything now is on the record. You can read the case and see exactly what they did. Exactly what they did. 
You can read their reporter's own text refuting his own story and then writing it anyway. This is what they do. But because we do actual reporting on this show, I reported to you yesterday all of the available reporting out there. And I said, here's out. This is what's out there. You're going to see it. We'll see what happens. But I want you to hear every side of it. There shouldn't be sides. There should only be one side. But there is because the left wing media picked the side. And I told you during yesterday's show that SE Cup was reporting. Who's a the, the just a, the for, disgraced, you know, calls herself former Republican. She's an embarrassment, by the way. I ran into her once at a studio at the Blaze. This really happened. SE Cup, in case any of you think like, oh, it's your principal Republican. And I'll never forget asking her why she was doing CNN or I don't know what it was. She, I don't know if she's got hired by the Blaze, but she was doing something with CNN. And I couldn't, I, I was like, why do you do any work over there? And she said something like, oh, because they they pay me. And I thought, I remember walking out of there like, really? Really? That's why we're, uh, no, I have no problem with anybody getting paid. I just thought to myself, I, I don't, I thought this was about the cause. I never took a, a you know, a dime from CNN ever. And I never would. But SC Cup had tweeted out yesterday about Daryl Brooks, the alleged perpetrator in the Waukesha uh, vehicle attack. She had tweeted out that, oh, CNN's reporting that he this was not an, a deliberate kind of attack or, or you should know, she was saying, forgive me, she was saying, oh, he was fleeing a knife fight and that's what happened. Well, of course, that, I, I, and what did I say to you yesterday, Joe? Remember, I said, folks, I'm just warning you now. This is CNN reporting <laughs> it. So a grain of salt, Joe, the size of like a boulder, just take this with a grain of salt. It's, it will probably be discredited in 24 hours. Verdict is in. 24 hours has arrived, Joe, and it has been fully discredited. Here is uh, the uh, Waukesha police chief yesterday saying, hey, there were some allegations of a knife. There's no evidence of that. And we were not chasing him into this parade route because we didn't even have time to respond to the domestic he may have been involved in with an alleged knife because we were responding, Joe, to the parade route that someone was mowing people down with at the parade route. CNN reporting discredited for the 52nd thousandth time. Here, check this out. Um, can you just elaborate on that domestic situation? We understand that there may have been a knife involved. Did folks know someone in the parade? So... We have no information that Brooks knew anybody in, in, in the parade. But I will say this. Um, we weren't able to, even to respond to that domestic call before it actually, um, so we couldn't even investigate it. So was there, was there initial complaint of a knife being involved? Yes. Do we know if there actually was one there? We don't know. Because we didn't even make it there. Uh, we ended up immediately responding to the crisis. You see? Never, ever trust these people. You will be embarrassed. You will be embarrassed. It's why nobody takes their network seriously. The day of the Rittenhouse shooting, I, if I'm off by a few spots, forgive me. But I, I, there's a couple accounts, Road MN and Cable News Watch, I pay attention to. They are social media accounts and they're very good. They report on ratings. The day of the Rittenhouse verdict. When everyone was watching the news, the t <laughs> Joe, you've been in the ratings business a long time in radio, but it's not much different. No. The top spot 
CNN could garner in all of cable news the day the Rittenhouse verdict, not when it was read, I mean the whole day, was a stellar 39. 39. <laughs> Dude, come on. That's at least a double. Show, show some respect for Muttley. <laughs> you're not even respecting Muttley with a single. That was like a double. That's a minimum of a double Muttley. <laughs> 39. Yeah, okay. I'm good with that. I'm actually good with it with a trifecta there. That that that's an appropriate. We were stretching it a little, but that you're right. That could be a three for right there. 39. The whole world is watching the news. There's only really Three cable news channels. Well, well, I shouldn't say it. you got Newsmax and OAN too. So you got five, maybe a few more here. And there's that News Nation or whatever. But you got three, th- three big ones based on on ratings. I wouldn't even include CNN in those ratings anymore. When I say three big ones, I mean Fox, maybe MSNBC, only because of their nine hour and Newsmax. I'm not even kidding. I would, I would just, I would write CNN off. They're not even a credible news station anymore. Now you know why. Why go there for the news if it's never the actual news? Why? Why? Why do that? Why? I don't understand. Like, why waste you? Why are you wasting your time? Sorry. All right. I want to show you another piece of like top notch news reporting from a hilariously stupid outlet down here in South Florida, the Miami Herald, which is a source of, it's like a real source of humor that say a comic relief for, for South Floridians. I'll get to that in a second. And then the video out of Delaware County, Pennsylvania, about the election. This stuff turns out to be true, folks. How the media, again, is not looking into this just shows you they're, they're obviously at this point in on the scheme. My man, Jesse Kelly, who's a good guy, uh, put, he, he's constantly hammering on his social media feed how if you don't understand at this point how this is all deliberate, it's not an accident, it's not a failing of the system, this is the system, then you're lost. These people are really looking to destroy this country. And when you get that, this all makes sense. The fact that they're not looking into this is just more evidence of that. Okay. Uh, just quickly, this story by the Miami Herald. Uh, I saw this. I think it was Christina uh, Pushaw, who is terrific. She is Ron DeSantis' press secretary. She's absolutely wonderful, a real warrior. She pointed out this uh, stellar job, Joe, of journalism by the Miami Herald. Apparently, some NYPD cops had something nice to say about the greatest governor in the country, Ron DeSantis, who's just a spectacular human being and a great governor and a genuinely good leader. A good man with solid conservative principles. So NYPD guys made the mistake, Joe, air quotes mistake, of uh, saying, hey, Ron DeSantis, you know, he's a good dude. Can't do that. Miami Herald was like, let's go find something bad about those NYPD guys. So here's what they found out. Um, They found out that, yes, one of these guys was working in Walmart as a loss prevention manager. And uh, Joe, you'll never believe this. Someone stole something and he tried to stop them in the parking lot. Oh, these men. I know you're waiting for the rest of the story. That That's the story. He tried to stop the guy. So Walmart, I don't know if the Walmart had some policy like to let people shoplift or whatever. I don't know. Maybe you're not supposed to confront him in a park. So the guy got fired. Jeez. The guy got fired, Joe, for stop trying to stop. I know. How is this allowed to happen? How is this guy not in prison right now? I mean, my gosh, he was a loss prevention guy who tried to prevent the loss. Miami Herald. Joe, come on, a round of applause. All right, brother. You too, buddy. I mean, really, Miami Herald, what would we do without journalism like this? I mean, right? We'd be like, this should, you know, given that a Pulitzer was given out for the uh, pee-pee hoax, I think this should be in strong consideration for this year's Pulitzer. 
Yeah, the loss prevention guy who said something nice about DeSantis who tried to prevent the loss in the parking lot of Walmart. It's a great job, Miami Herald. You guys are really knocking it out of the park. Uh, Christina, Christina Pujol, this is what we need. We need more people like that to expose these idiots for what they are. They have zero, zero credibility and even less dignity writing stories like that. <laughs> great job. Solid work, Miami Herald. All right, let me get to this. We got a lot of important stuff here to go. Um, Margot Cleveland, who will be on my radio show later at 2.30 Eastern time. I have two guests today. Again, it's a, it's a busy week. I have Lee Strobel coming on the show today, too, who wrote a book, The Case for Christ, that uh, changed my life. I'm not kidding. Like, really changed my life. You may want to tune in for that. But Margot Cleveland wrote a piece in The Federalist about this stunning video out of Pennsylvania, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, where, as you know, the election hangs on a sliver of votes. The 2016 election was changed by a sliver of votes. So this video emerged recently from a, from a, a whistleblower. The whistleblower claims these two officials involved in the election uh, are engaged in some kind of shenanigans here to destroy election records. The video is pretty damning and compelling. I'll have Margot Cleveland on my show. Margot, who's got a stellar reputation as a lawyer herself, covered the Spygate case for the Federalist. She's probably going to have a lot to say about that. But I want you to watch this video. And how do you come away with this at a minimum? Listen, I can't vouch entirely for everything in it yet, but it is newsworthy. It is out there. I'm going to let you make your own decisions on it. And I'm going to ask you the question, where are the mainstream media outlets looking into this right now? Because the officials involved in this aren't answering any questions at least as of this uh, broadcast. Check this out. This is Jim Savage and James Allen discussing getting rid of the pads and second scanners. Pads and the second scanner. We've got to talk about it again. Why? What's wrong? What's wrong? You saw what I saw, right? My eyes aren't lying. My ears aren't not hearing. My sensory organs are functioning. I can't smell anything about the tape, but I can tell you this. It probably smells bad, too. It looks like and appears to be two public officials colluding to destroy election data. Why? Why would you be doing that? I'll have Margo on later again for an update on this, but this is extremely frightening stuff. And no... We, folks, again, for all the leftists who, who, who think that doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down on demanding we stop talking about election integrity, you can shut your pie holes. There is nothing you are going to do to stop it. Nothing. Nothing. You, I'm, you're, you're free to waste all of your days and nights. You will not intimidate any of us. You are wasting your time. You are delicate little snowflakes who were not built for the fire. We were. We walk into it. We don't run away from it. Stop wasting your time. Or actually, go ahead. Waste your time. Knock yourself out. Okay. I got a, let's see. Oh, good. I got a lot more to get to here. I'm excited because today's been, I had a rough weekend. I'm feeling pretty good today. I want to get all the show. I want to get all the content in. So 
So, uh, folks, you know, Trump is frequently accused by the left-wing media, even though he's still out of office, being, oh, he's a pathological liar. He lies about everything. He lies all the time. He lies about lying, which is really interesting because, as we showed yesterday during the show, Donald Trump uh, keeps being proven right. Uh, every few weeks, you see on Twitter a hashtag, Trump was right, trending, because um, something Donald Trump said was going to happen. I'm going to do a, on my Fox show this weekend, Unfiltered, I'm going to do a segment on this. How they painted Trump as the liar, right? But it's really Biden who can never tell the truth about anything. Remember Trump? They're going to take Jefferson statues down next. Today in the New York Post, you see a story. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson statue being removed. Everything he said was going to happen is now happening. He tells the story about Rittenhouse. He fell down and they chased him. Like, he's a liar, mostly false. Stirs out the story was true. The irony here is that Trump wasn't the liar. Biden is an actual serial pathological liar. He never tells the truth. Why would you ever believe anything this guy says? Here, look at this Fox story first and check out the screenshot from it. Even Obama's economic guy, Stephen Ratner, an economic insider in the Biden administration, Stephen Ratner, is calling out Biden's BS on how this is going to cost zero his Build Back Worse plan, Biden's Build Back Worse plan. It is not going to cost zero. It is going to cost hundreds of billions of dollars we don't have and hundreds of billions of dollars more we're pretending to have. He's lying. Why would you believe this guy? It's right there in the article. It's in my newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read the piece. The Federalist piece by Margot Cleveland about this election malfeasance is in there too. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Just click uh, sign up here, whatever. It's free. It's not, we don't, we're not going to spam your inbox, I promise. The guy is a pathological liar. He lies about everything. It's because he has no respect for you, and we don't have a functioning media outlet in the United States willing to call him out on it. Here's another great Fox piece. I got three screenshots from this showing you how this guy can't tell the truth about even basic bio, uh, excuse me, um, autobiographical information about his own life. He just makes stuff up. It's not nonfiction. It's fiction. He makes it up. Look at this Fox piece. He makes up stories all the time. Here, the first screenshot. Look at all these fairy tales about his life, including this recent one about a house fire. So oh, I was in this house fire and my house burned down and my wife was caught inside. Folks, that's just not true. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. He's, he's making it up. He's making it up. Then we had these other stories. Just by, gee, throw up two and three. We had these other stories. He was a... Uh, his helicopter was shot down in Iraq. They were shooting at him. That didn't happen. He was arrested on the way to Nelson Mandela's funeral. That didn't happen. The Amtrak story with Angelo, who was dead by the time the Angelo employee, he alleges, told him this story, supposedly told him the story. He was already dead. This guy just makes up stories all the time. He just makes it up. Here, I want you to watch this um, montage. We played a few times, but it's worth repeating. He doesn't only lie about being shot down Iraq, arrested with Nelson Mandela, his house burning down, Amtrak million quadrillion mile club member, whatever the hell crap story he's telling. He'd only lie about his son. 
My son never told me anything about his foreign business dealings. You were in on it, you idiot. Did you read your own emails? Here's a montage of Biden lying about how he was the smartest guy in his class, had whatever, 72 degree. Remember this one, Joe? I got 76 degrees. <laughs> I, yeah. I graduated the number one dude in my class. Yeah, whatever. All right, we're exaggerating, but we're <laughs> no worse than Biden exaggerates about himself. You doubt me here. Check this out. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from With taped remarks of, of Biden States. during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Don't you find this ironic? So the media narrative, to be clear, is what? Trump's a pathological liar. Meanwhile, everything Trump told you was going to happen is happening, showing he was the truth teller, while the guy... You got rid of Trump to put in there, you claim is some model of integrity, is a documented, serial, pathological liar who lies about policy. We didn't leave anybody behind in Afghanistan. Most successful airlift in human history. Southern border's not open. We're not paying illegal immigrants. Budget, uh, our Build Back Worse plan is going to cost zero. It's not going to raise your tax. These are all documented lies. Graduated top of my class, lie. Rest away to Nelson Mandela. Lie. He lies all the time. The guy has no <laughs> dignity at all. He has, what's so funny? You, you know, you find his story. I find it Both hilarious. Lying, that the, yeah. Isn't this like a joke? Yeah. Yeah. This, but no, no. Yes, that's bad. Like, whatever, listen, I get it. Like, every politician lies. I'm not suggesting, like, Republicans don't lie to you. The problem I have with this story is the media again insisted that Trump was an unprecedented non truth teller. And the hard reality is none of that's true, ironically. What's, what's true is Biden's the liar. The guy can't tell the truth about anything. It's disgusting. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. And I want to show you a piece of video. I did a um, guest host appearance for Mark Levin. I remember it like it was yesterday. This is, it wasn't yesterday. It was a long time ago. But I was in the studio at WMAL. And I remember it got really uh, great feedback, I guess. Is that, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to talk about myself that way, but a lot of people email me and say, hey, Dan, really nice work on Levin. I liked your show. And the show was about liberalism being a bumper sticker. And it was funny because I had, I had, I think, guest hosted for Chris Plant. So I was doing six hours of radio. I did three hours in the morning. I was getting ready to do Levin that night. And I was tired. And I was driving back into WMAL. I was like, my gosh, three more hours of radio. And I remember saying to myself, Joe, you probably know the feeling when you're on a show one day and you're like, man, there's really nothing to talk about. Yeah. And I'm driving behind this guy, true story. And this guy's got a, uh, he's got a bumper sticker on his car. I think it said coexist or tolerance. <laughs> and I'm like, there it is. That's the show tonight. That's liberal. Liberalism's a bumper sticker, nothing more. And Rashida Tlaib proved again how liberalism is as thin as a slice of paper. It is no meaning to it at all. 
It's 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 an it's a it's like catnip for idiot cats. That's what liberalism is. And it, <laughs> you know you're not supposed to laugh at your own jokes. You're not. That's really dumb. But I don't know where that came from. Catnip for idiot. <laughs> don't laugh at your own jokes. That's really stupid. My apologies. But <laughs> well, you get one once but in a while. Liberalism dude. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in a mood there. I see. Liberalism is a, I swear, it's a bumper sticker. That's the point of what I'm trying to get at. Let me just get through my last sponsor here. Oh, sorry. Hold on. You don't have to cut this out. No, it's good when you get a good right? shot the, in, you, Joe, you never laugh at you. That's good, yeah. You never laugh at your own jokes. But that was, uh, like, I'm just thinking of, like, what an idiot cat would look. Ooh, cat walking right? He doesn't even know where the cat is. All right. Speaking of... Okay, here's Rashida Tlaib. Squad member, squad member, which should automatically be a warning sign. Like, this person is likely stupid. She's in the squad. There should be like a bell that goes off. Here's Rashida Tlaib, who has signed her name onto a bill called the uh, Breathe Act here. And the act wants to empty federal prisons in 10 years. All of them. Just empty them. You may be saying, no way. It can't possibly be that stupid. No, no, it is that stupid. So Jonathan Swan from Axios, Jonathan Swan was interviewing Rashida Tlaib and in a stunning act of journalism says, hey, you support this act? You know, it's going to empty federal prisons and you put your name on it and it says, you know, empty them, like literally empty them all out. And uh, he's like, hey, that doesn't sound like a good idea. You know, we have like child sex traffickers and stuff like that in these federal prisons. And watch Rashida Tlaib. She's like, eh, uh, Hemin and Hawn, and watch her change the subject and be like, well, you know, it's some of this. A lot of people in these uh, prisons have mental health issues. Uh, yeah, some do, but uh, most of them don't. Most of them are just really bad people who probably shouldn't be on the streets. Watch her try to totally dial this thing back. Why? Because liberalism is a freaking bumper sticker. It is as, as thin as a piece of paper. There is no intellectual depth to it at all because it appeals to stupid people only. Here you go. When you endorsed as, uh, the Breathe Act, which yeah. is a series of proposals to transform America's criminal justice system mm -hmm. and create, quote, a roadmap for prison abolition. The Breathe Act proposes emptying federal detention facilities within 10 years. To what extent have you wrestled with any potential downsides of releasing into society every single person who's currently in a federal prison. Yeah, I, again, I think that everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to just release everybody. That's not that's what, what I'm, the, Yeah, is. but did you see how many people are mentally ill that are in prison right now? No, I know, but the act that you so endorsed we're gonna keep, actually says release everyone in But 10 in 10 years. years, but think about it, who are releasing... But there are like human traffickers oh i know child sex so but I you're mean, saying do you mean that you don't actually support that because no, you endorse the bill. no i endorse the breathe act and looking at federal uh, the policies and how we incarcerate absolutely but it says in there but you cannot you cannot you cannot just blankly say oh look she wants that's not what i'm but that's like in plain text now if you support rashida Tlaib and you support emptying out federal prisons i have bad news for you Yes, you are probably a stupid person. I, I have nothing else to tell you. I, because you are genuinely dumb, there is no sense trying to explain to you why you're stupid. Because if you're stupid enough to believe we should empty out federal, federal prisons, you probably won't understand why you are, in fact, stupid. You get it? I can't explain it to you. You don't have the reasoning abilities to understand your own stupidity. It's not your thing. So just accept it. 
Wear the S on your chest. No, not for Superman, for stupid person. Wear it, wear it proudly and just wear it so we're all warned when we see you to walk onto the other side of the street because you're stupid, maybe contagious somehow. All right, here is uh, the final piece of video here. It's San Francisco uh, showing you what happens when stupid people are in charge. I just want to, uh, forgive me if you're listening to this on, uh, on, on uh, audio only. If you want to watch the video, go to rumble.com slash Bongino. Can I ask you for a quick favor before we wrap today? I hate to ask too much of you. You know, I try to keep my asks to a minimum. But Rumble is exploding. It is the free speech alternative to YouTube exploding. The traffic is through the roof. I am almost at 2 million subscribers on the account. Followers, it's free. I don't like subscribers. Sounds like you got to pay for something. You don't. Just go to Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E dot com slash Bongino, Rumble.com slash Bongino. And please follow my account. Subscribe to my account there. We're almost at 2 million. The videos are blowing up. We're averaging well into the six figures on every single video now. I want you to watch this video. Um, it's really powerful. Um, here's a video out of, uh, out of San Francisco of uh, just more disgusting looting going on. And this is what happens with stupid people with a stupid S on their chest. Take over and destroy places. Check this out. You see that? That's what happens when really dumb people run your city into the ground. I, I don't want to leave you on a bad note, though, today. It's Thanksgiving week, and I'm going to be highlighting some uh, really good stories, too, uh, good on the radio show, because I don't want to leave you in a bad mood. We still live in the greatest country on planet Earth. I'm telling you, God has blessed this country. He's touched us on our right shoulder. He has. There's a reason this country is so great. It's not by accident. It's because of the power of the Almighty and the power of the entrepreneurial American freedom-loving workforce. Brave people out there. Remember, the criminals and the mutts are only a small portion of our population. And this individual exemplifies the best of us. I just wanted to read quickly a portion of his story. You know who um, Alwyn Cash is? He is uh, now eligible for the uh, Medal of Honor. And his story is incredible. He uh, was a sergeant first class. It's Alwyn Cash, C-A-S-H-E. I want you to just listen to his story quick. The article, by the way, if you'd like to read this, is in my newsletter today in the Wall Street Journal. Biden, for some reason, is waiting to give the Medal of Honor. He, he's passed posthumously, sadly passed, Alwyn Cash. But his, I don't know what he's waiting for. This incident happened in 2005. Donald Trump made him eligible for it. And Biden is some, for some reason, I'm not, I don't want to get into our allegations. I'm not a left-wing media hack. I don't know. Maybe it's just an administrative thing. I don't know. But Biden should get off his butt and get this done. Again, I'm not impugning anybody's motives on this. This is not partisan stuff. But I want you quickly to listen to the story of Alwyn Cash and what he did and show you what America is really made of. This is from the uh, Army's account of what happened in 2005 in Iraq. There was a blast in his vehicle. The blast ignited the fuel cell on the vehicle, causing fuel to spew everywhere. The vehicle came to a stop and immediately erupted in flames. Sergeant First Class Cash was initially slightly injured but drenched with fuel. Despite his condition, he bravely managed to get out of the gunner's hatch. 
He crawled down to the Bradley fighting vehicle and assisted the driver out of the driver's hatch. The driver had been burned, and Sergeant First Class Cash extinguished his flame. The following minutes were crucial. Six soldiers and a translator were in the back of the Bradley fighting vehicle. Flames had engulfed the entire vehicle from the bottom and were coming out of every portal. The squad leader inside the vehicle managed to open the troop hatch door to help the soldiers escape. Without regard for his personal safety, Sergeant First Class Cash rushed to the back of the vehicle, reached into the hot flames, and started pulling out his soldiers. The flames gripped his fuel-soaked uniform. Flames quickly spread all over his entire body. Despite the terrible pain, Sergeant First Class Cash placed the injured soldier on the ground and returned and returned, returned to the burning vehicle to retrieve another burning soldier. All the while, he was still on fire. (sighs) When he regained consciousness, the smoke was so thick that one of the guys there, a guy by the name of Dodge, couldn't see anything except for the glow of fire around him. He swatted away the flames burning his face, and he used a crowbar to wedge open the Bradley's troop hat. Climbed through it, fell to his knees outside outside dazed. That's when he saw Cash. Dodge noticed fire had burned away Cash's uniform, leaving him only with boots, a helmet, and body armor. Where are the boys, Cash yelled, according to a written statement Dodge submitted in support of the Medal of Honor for Cash. We gotta get the boys out. That's what America's made of. Don't ever forget that. Hope you all have a great Thanksgiving week. I will see you back on the podcast and on the radio show, uh, both tomorrow on the podcast, later on the radio show. Thanks a lot. Happy Thanksgiving. See you. You just heard Dan Bongino.